This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. As a mother, Ingrid Marquez watched her son struggle with heroin addiction for almost 13 years. She understands the heartbreak, fear, guilt, and the tremendous amount of stress and anxiety one lives with 24 hours a day. Years of trying to save her son, watching him deteriorate, seeing him going in and out of rehabs, jail, and close to death, Ingrid realized that she had also lost herself in his addiction. How could she continue to help him or be there for her daughters if there was nothing left of her? This is when she began to go deeper into her studies of meditation and the practice. She knew in her heart this would be her saving grace, and it was. Ingrid still of course worries and still cries at times, but her practice keeps her present and in the moment. She no longer feels that she is falling into the depths of darkness and despair. She is living once again and so very grateful for all those who have helped her on her journey. One of the most important lessons that she has learned is to be kind to yourself, honor your feelings, have boundaries, and seek help to cope with the vast range of emotions that will come. Remember to take time for yourself and just breathe. You are doing your best, one breath at a time. Valeria Tellez interviews Ingrid Marquez, she is a Chopra Center Certified Meditation Instructor and creator of I Am Meditation in Motion. Ingrid uses her expertise to gently guide students to a place of calm where they can achieve internal peace and stillness. Through a carefully crafted method of teaching, she is able to connect with students and customize the best type of meditation to suit their needs. She is compassionate, dedicated, and passionate about the work that she does. Her holistic approach and connection to nature helps promote an increased sense of well-being and creates a space where students can express themselves freely, letting go of anxiety, fear, and stress. Ingrid attributes her passion for teaching to her mentors and instructors who have guided her through the practice over the course of 20 years. She is extremely grateful for having been given the opportunity to study with such respected teachers as Dr. Deepak Chopra, Master Educator Roger Gabriel, Yogini Shampavi, Dr. David Frauli, and Dr. Sheila Patel. Meet Ingrid at IngridMarquezMeditation.com. Here's the interview with Ingrid Marquez. In your own words, who is Ingrid Marquez? Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that the question of all time that everyone has asked themselves, 
what at one time over the other. I think that the best way to describe myself is I am someone that loves deeply, who really cares about others and their well-being, and who's extremely passionate about the work that I do. And I'm always trying to learn and explore. And I'm and I myself am I'm always growing and through my practice and, and through meditation, you know, I, I have all these amazing titles that have been bestowed on me. But when I say, you know, who am I? Um, the answer's right there. I am. How many yeses I can say to that? <laughs> to that I am. <laughs> I am, you know, it's like, it's so nice when you can just say that I am, you know, and then there's all these things that go along with it, your titles and how you are and, you know, how you love to laugh and, and dance and be creative. But all of that is I am. How do you describe love? What is love to you, Ingrid? Oh, it is um, really love is who we are. I mean, we're an extension of this this beautiful energy. We're all energy. And, and I think creation was made out of love. You know, I, I, I'm, it brings tears to my eyes sometimes, you know, not to sound too sappy, but, you know, it's this, it's just this feeling inside of beauty and calmness and um, this connection of purity, I think. It is what we are. You know, you can't even describe it. You know, you see yeah. something and this emotion fills you with happiness and and stillness. And, you know, that is love. So it's everything that is happening now, everything that's here, everything that we perceive. Why do we have to learn how to love? Why do we have to go back to something that we already are? I think, you know, along the way, I, I mean, if... We're born with this, you know, this is, I mean, you see a, a brand new baby, you know, and, yeah. and that's mm. just, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's just so yeah. pure. And along the yeah. way, the stories the that others have, you know, traumatized, hurt, you know, and it starts to break apart. It, it never goes away, but you almost yeah. forget. You almost, you know, when people become jaded for one reason or another, hurt, it's, it never really goes away. It's deep inside, you know, but, and, and you just, something will come along and like magic, you'll remember what this felt like. It's opening up the heart to do that again and to see it in all. Um, but it's always right. there. It never left us. That's true. We have left it, it in a way. Yes, right? yes, yes, absolutely. Another question I have is about your work, Inspire Calm. I mean, you are the inspiration of calm from my oh. perspective. <laughs> so the question is, do you see a difference between being calm and being peaceful? I really don't. No, I really don't. Um, I mean, let's say in your everyday life when you're doing things, you know, and you, you say, 
calm, you know, let's be calm yeah. about it. And then, <laughs> yeah. Which is really funny because have you ever said, told someone or someone said to you, calm down and oh, then yeah. <laughs> all of a you go through the roof? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> True. And it's like, I don't know how to calm down. Um. I would calm down. But, but, you know, so, or being at peace, you know, is that being inside um, that you're peaceful, that you're ca- in a calm state? So th- there's maybe the difference, you know, the state, the peace. But when you think about it all together, it's the same thing, you know. You're just you're navigating through all of this in a in a state of peace and calm. That is a state that I think all human beings want to be, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? We all want to be there. Because that's when we're able to really make, you know, good decisions. We're mm. able to really function at our max where the creativity can flow through you know where you're able to give you know and and be and i think that that is something that something excuse me that we all long for and we all search for and it as human beings i mean it's not going to be there all the time, there are going to be little things that come in our lives that gonna that are going to you know alter that. But if we have the tools, you know, the reminders, I can I can bring myself back. I can take myself within, and I can calm myself. I can bring myself to a peaceful state. That sounds wonderful to me because it kind of makes me think about. A state of being, a space that allows everything else to happen. So it's spacious enough, it's, it's vast enough to allow whatever it is that's happening to happen. Even if mm-hmm. it is big things, like at this time we are going through, I mean, we just we have been through a lot of challenges as mm-hmm. species, right? The COVID pandemic, now we have the war happening it, it, it's so much. It is so much. And and my heart goes out, you know, to all of us, you know, of how we're, you know, we were so secluded. We, we, we were in that fight, flight and freeze mode 24-7. And just when things we thought, you know, here we're able to begin again, you know, healing, then we have the situation with the war. So all of us are in a an altered state of anxiety. And I think as a collective, we all need to, you know, bring bring ourselves to a state where we need some calm, we need the tools, we need to take care of each other and take care of ourselves. You know, first ourselves, not to be selfish, but we have to take care of ourselves so that we can help others. It's a powerful message because we tend to kind of do the opposite, take Mm -hmm. care of others and forget ourselves. And mm-hmm. then we ended up resentful and bitter and just doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. We have to really acknowledge the fact that we need some self-care, self-love. And, you know, for me, that's where meditation comes in, you know, where I can go back to the source. And 
there I can find, you know, what is it that I need? What is it that I want? You know, and all the answers are there. I love to hear that too, because it's another truth that we often forget, don't we? Mm-hmm. Whatever we are looking for is within. It is there. It is there. And, you know, we have to take that moment of stillness, you know, of stopping that chatter, of going there so that we could hear, you know, listen to the silence. It has so much to say. Um, that is what Rumi wrote, you know, so many years ago, but it is so true. You know, within the silence, you will find the answer. So true. Yesterday I was meditating for about 15 minutes. And I remember when I opened my eyes that it felt as if that reality that I experienced within the mind with my eyes closed, it was more real than the one with my eyes open. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. Interesting insight. You know, we... We have so many thoughts that go through our mind a day. You know, what is it? 70, 80,000 thoughts a day. God, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> the same thoughts that yesterday, the day before, the year before. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times we think, oh, it's just one thought just going. You know, there's no gap. But there is. There is a little tiny gap. And every time we meditate, that gap opens up a little bit more and a little bit more. And through that gap is what we call, which is where the field of infinite possibility resides. Our true consciousness, our our true selves, you know, the love, everything that we are. So the more we do this, we're able to bring that to our now, you know, back to the reality, so we call. And that's what you felt. You're bringing that to you at that moment. And that's a beautiful place to be. It's a very enlightening experience to have uh, in the sense of awareness. You know, I have been kind of uh, reluctant when it comes to practices because I love the idea that we can come from a place of freedom and mm-hmm. just be life itself and kind of naturally do what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed that practice is a, a part of the freedom. It's not separate. So mm-hmm. that's another fascinating findings that I just realized. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, that's part of us. And it's just connecting with, you know, there's so many, so many beautiful different practices, you know, so many. I mean, even, I always say, you know, seek and find, you know, I didn't come up with this, but it, it, seek and find, you know, the meditation that is, you know, suits you, whether it be just stepping outside and walking on the grass, you know, Listening to the ocean, looking at the trees, that's a form right there. Dance, you know, go within. It's like, oh, there's so much, you, you know, that we can do. And that is, be. you said it right there. It's being in the moment. It seems like the more we try to be in the moment, the more we lose that magic of really being here because we are trying to be here. So, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we're not here anymore. So what's the balance between organically, naturally being here now and at the same time practicing to be here and now? You know, when you look 
let's say you look at something, a, a flower, like I can see the bougainvillea outside my window right now. And when you take that moment to just look, you know, see what's around you, be grateful of everything that you have, you know, the, the simple little things, smile, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those little yeah. things mm-hmm. is what being in the moment is, enjoying mm. listening. Put that phone down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Be in, enjoy, you know, the greatest gift you can give someone else is your time. So why not give yourself that too? to just enjoy what's around you. So it's very simple. So simple. It sounds simple. (laughs) It's a paradox that the the simple things are actually the hardest ones to see, right? To realize, to practice, to live, experience. (laughs) I, I do this with some of my students where I take them for a walk and I ask them to you know, make a mental note of what they see, you know, because sometimes we don't do that. Look around. And then when we come back to the studio, I ask them, what did they see? You know, stop, stop the chatter. But if you focus on something else, and, and that's why we use mantras, you know, in meditation, because it's just taking the focus away from whatever it is back to the now. So I ask, you know, tell me what you saw. And, you know, a lot of times it's, wow, I never noticed that. And I walked that path so many times. That is being in the moment. You are a show presenter, certified meditation instructor and creator of I Am Meditation in Motion. Talk to me for a moment. I would love to hear about the inspiration to do what you do today, Ingrid. Ah, you know, I have been practicing meditation for many years. I mean, back to the beginning where I really didn't even know that's what I was doing. I I remember when I was a, you know, young girl and actress, I remember a director of mine once saying to me, remove yourself from the drama of backstage and just be still And someday you will land in the zone. You know, the zone for actors and athletes is that place of where magic happens, where everything comes together. Everything is, you know, just aligned perfect. But it takes practice to get there, right? So I would use that anytime, you know, I was performing, going on stage. And I wish I would have known that that was the key to everyday life. So through the years, I've, I've had, you know, wonderful people come across that were, you know, studied meditation and they talked to me about it. And I, I would always be like, you know, why would you want to be quiet? There's so much to say. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. <laughs> like who goes off on a weekend meditation you know, trip of silence? <laughs> And then, you know, I started studying and looking. I I was intrigued by it. I didn't understand it. I didn't even know, understand half the words they would say, like consciousness. What is consciousness, you know? took me years to understand. (laughs) That was just being aware. And um, there came a 
point in my life where, and I and I'd been studying, you know, under uh, Deepak Chopra and really following and trying to learn. And there came a very difficult point in my life, really, really hard, was with my son. Mm. And I, there are no words to really express the the pain that I was going through in trying to help my son. But I, I found, you know, that really diving into the meditation, it was helping me. Nothing else was. You know, I was going through embarrassment, fear. Um, for him, for me, for the family, the struggle and meditation was my saving grace. And the more difficult the situation became, the stronger my belief that this is what was going to help me get through it. And it's been over 15 years and it's still, you know, my, um, it is still what is holding me together. I was wondering, by listening to you, something just came to me. Meditation, when we are meditating, is that a feeling, what we get to experience, or it's not even an experience? First, I have to preface it by saying that, you know, meditation can be so simple. It's such a, a powerful healing technique, and it can be so simple, and yet so many of us make it so difficult because we don't understand the fundamentals, you know, the simplicity. A lot of times as humans, we think if it's, if, if it's something really hard, it, you know, then it, it's the way it should be when it's not. You know, my mentor, uh, Roger Gabriel, would always say, you know, meditation is about lightening up the spirit. So mm, lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not... <laughs> You know, it's not <laughs> something really bad, you know, or or have to be serious. It's it's a practice that just takes you within, you know, to to really be silent, to just you know feel that peace. Now it takes practice, of course, but that that is it, it's that sensation of peace, that feeling of peace, of letting go of the struggle, of letting go, you know, sometimes you come out of a meditation and you go, oh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it is a feeling, right, Ingrid? It's a powerful feeling that gives us access to calm and peace so we are now more open and prepared bring that peace that stillness to your everyday life you know as the practice continues you you know all of a sudden I, i've seen and it's proven you know if you start a meditation practice within two weeks changes start to happen you know in within yourself. And this, this is not something just that I'm saying, this is research that has been, you know, recorded through Harvard, you know, the major universities, it happens in your physiology, it just really begins to change. Um, it's so powerful. Um, you know, stress and anxiety 
causes so much illness. And the this practice actually helps heal the healing process. Yeah, and I know the power of meditation and from my own experience and uh, from reading and talking to so many amazing people like yourself and yoga too, mm-hmm. kind of teach us to unite everything, right? bring all pieces together. So meditation is the yoga of the mind. Mm, right. That's, you know, why we have this. Um, so all of it together the moving you know in the chinese medicine you know it's it's moving the energy you know moving let yourselves speak to each other you know the stress just makes everything stop so when we do this the calming then everything becomes calm and communicate it kind of creates flow. That's what mm-hmm. it is because we tend to become stuck yeah, within mm-hmm. our minds. You have two types of meditation that you teach. Primordial mm-hmm. sound meditation, PSM, mm-hmm. and the other one is the I am meditation in motion, which you have yeah. sent a video to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was beautiful to watch. Thank you. Thank you so much. And anyone can, you know, do that. It's just so beautiful to watch others, you know, witness that. When you say that anyone can do that's one of my questions. Can anyone kind of engage in meditation, Ingrid? How do you teach people who never meditated before to do that? Um, you know, I I love teaching others, you know, especially those who, who think that they cannot sit still. Um, and I think... It, It's because, you know, they have this idea that it is difficult, that they can't, you know, calm their minds. Or there's so many myths about meditation that really stop. But anyone can meditate. It's just, it's so, can be so natural. You know, children, I, I love, love, love seeing little children meditate. I've taught, you know, all ages and it's um, it's just a matter of wanting. You know what they say, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? So we all, you know, all of us can. Um, in primordial sound meditation, which is a practice that was brought to the West by Dr. Deepak Chopra and Dr. David Simon and Roger Gabriel, uh, this uses... You know, the roots are in the ancient Vedic wisdom of India, and it combines, you know, many different teachings, but it is very, very simple. You know, we use the vehicle of sound, which is a mantra, to take us beyond the mind's busy activity and, you know, the emotional turbulence and brings us into a place of peace. And expanded awareness, and, and and that sounds so much, but it's it's really the simplicity of sitting and allowing the mantra to take you on that journey within. And I try to you know make it simple. I try to teach and and but also listen to my student, their needs, their fears, and we begin there. You know, listen to to what they're looking for. And then intuitively with the techniques that I have, you know, then I guide them to that place. 
Does it take time, Ingrid, let's say a long time, or it depends on the student? You know, the beautiful thing about, especially, you know, with primordial sound, is if they're open, within the first session, they're meditating. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense if they are open, right? If they're open, if you answer the questions, you know, sometimes there's so many, you know, questions that, well... Will this take away my thoughts? You know, a lot of us, oh, if I meditate, I won't have thoughts. Yes, you will have thoughts, but you'll learn how to let them go by. You'll learn that you are the thinker of your thoughts and you can control this. You have the ability to do this. And it's just learning as in everything else in life. It just takes practice. And I prom, and you know, this I say, I promise you, if you, you know, continue with the practice, because it is yours, you will find that place within. You will journey within. Another billion yeses to that, <laughs> to being open to that journey within. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you said earlier. I believe you said on record, because we also talked off record about Rumi and that quote, that beautiful quote, where he says, you will never find a better dancer partner than your own spirit. Yes, yes. And that is, you know, so very true. It really, I mean, I live by those words, you know, when you are true to yourself, when you listen to your heart and, you know, really find what your purpose is, you know, that that's that thing that gets you up in the morning with that smile. I am going to do this. Um, it's just amazing. And with, and this is where I teach the meditation in motion. Uh, this is something that I created and it combines the techniques of meditation, everything that I have, you know, learned through the Chopra Center about primordial sound, because no matter what you want to teach uh, others, you know, where where we're going and what, why we want to go there. It's not so much getting there, but it's the journey there. And a lot of people think, well, I can't sit still. You know, I, I, I just can't. And so I help them find that stillness within the movement. So in meditation in motion, we come, you know, we combine the techniques of meditation and it's accompanied by the gentle rhythm of music. It's very gentle. So we use the music as the mantra, as the vehicle that takes us within and then the expression of intuitive body movements. So this becomes your own dance of empowerment, of beauty, of spirit. And this, you know, to witness this in others is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And um, teaching, you know, I've worked a lot with uh, drug and rehab centers. I've worked a lot with uh, women that have gone through abuse, you know, and that are trying to find themselves. And, and women just in general. And for many years, I just taught women. And a few years ago, I started, and it was a, a fluke. 
teaching men in rehab this, this beautiful technique form is more like it and it's done with your eyes closed but the the body just starts to move and speak and you actually see this dance with spirit and it is truly truly amazing and i watched the video you sent me that was just the image already recorded i can imagine this live how amazing it must be it's just you know you truly go into that meditative state and you are not moving to the music the music is moving you so it's not choreographed and every single time it's different and um and within the first session i have been so touched by you know some of the stories that I hear afterwards when I ask if it's in a group to you know for them to share what they felt and my heart beams you know when I see this love this you know, the you see it in the face you you just go mm. oh my gosh <laughs> this is so beautiful yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What an amazing experience to have. Yeah. Thank you for being you, Ingrid. Thank you. Thank you for all that, you know, everything that I see that you've done, you know, thank you. You you are an amazing being. Uh, and thank you for the encouragement. As I always say, the body appreciates. <laughs> it's the only part that complains. What are you doing here? <laughs> uh, nothing else complains. <laughs> I do want to ask you about anyone who is interested in contacting you, meeting you. How is that done? How do you meet new clients? So I do a lot of work via Zoom. I have a studio in Tustin, California, my um, meditation studio. You can contact me by email. Um, would you like me to give the to oh, you? Oh, yes. Yeah, please. It's um, Ingrid Marquez Meditation at gmail.com. You can go to my website, uh, which is Ingrid Marquez Meditation.com. Also, and you know, to the website, my phone number. So I'm, I'm, I'm very accessible. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's wonderful to know. Yeah, we need that. <laughs> I have those ending questions. But before that, Ingrid, I wanted to read a section of the introduction of this episode. You sent it to me. I think this was posted on Facebook, I believe. So at the end, you say of that passage, you say, one of the most important lessons that I have learned, it is to be kind to yourself, honor mm -hmm. your feelings, have boundaries and seek help to cope with the vast range of emotions that will come. Remember to take time for yourself and just breathe. You are doing your best, one breath at a time. Mm. I love that. So it is the opening of the episode for a reason. It kind of spoke to me, especially when it comes to boundaries. I'm mm. still working on it. I'm 45 and I'm still working on boundaries. I still am too. <laughs> oh, you too? Okay, good to know. I'm not alone. <laughs> no. oh, wow, that's a tough one <laughs> to say no, right? Yeah, yeah. To those around us, especially the closest. Especially to those that we love. Yeah. Especially, I think that's the most difficult. And, and I've had to learn that, Valeria. Um, I think 
we both spoke about um, my journey with my son. And there I was talking about my son. And um, it is something that I've had to deal with for many, many years, his addiction to heroin. And I know that there are so many parents out there that are, you know, on that journey with their child, no matter how old they are. And it's really learning how to take care of yourself, really seeking the help. You know, I, I've walked that walk. I understand it. And um, I try to help as much as I can with the understanding that I've been there, that I have lived that life. But always know there is hope. You know, you will smile again. You will, you know, through, if you find a practice, you know, meditation was for me what helped me see that and helped me understand the journey. It's very important to find whatever we connect with, right, Ingrid, that takes us there. There are so many healing methods. I know how powerful, but now we're talking about meditation. That's what you do. And I know how powerful that is. And it's so true. It might be one of the most direct practices to get there. Yes. To that peace and calm that we need. And you know, one thing that is super important is um, to laugh. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'll do all of Gosh, yeah. (laughs) Make, you know, make yourself happy. Make someone happy. Take Mm. it off of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. The... That laughter, it doesn't matter even what it is. I I find that to be true. You know, sometimes we laugh at silly things. It's so simple, so silly that we just start start laughing from the stomach. The whole body is laughing. Ah, Yeah. And if if you can't find something to laugh about, laugh at yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Someone else Uh, will. (laughs) So true. That's a big one, isn't it? To be able to laugh at yourself, uh, how silly we can be, how serious we can be sometimes. Yes. Too serious. I love to laugh. Uh, <laughs> those belly laughs, like yeah. you said. Yeah, I can there tell. There isn't anything <laughs> better, you know, yeah. to, to do that and share that with someone. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we need a little bit more of in this world right now. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I thank you again for being the embodiment of what you speak of, not just the messenger, but the message. Thank you. Uh, Valeria, thank you so much. It has been such an honor to be with you today. Thank you, Ingrid. And my last question is, what three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? Besides laughter. (laughs) You know, that that sense of love, you know, the, of real pure love, the simplicity of life. I, I, I would love that, of, of a, finding their purpose of how wonderful it feels to be of service. And whatever that be for you, whether it be a parent, an artist, you know, give, give of yourself. You got me 
kind of um, flying here, <laughs> listening to you. Thank you so much again for your presence in this reality, what you do, how you do it. It's just really, really beautiful. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Namaste. And we'll talk soon. Namaste. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Ingrid Marquez and her work, please visit IngridMarquezMeditation.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.